You got to brush up on your boys to men uh, library there. I think I think you need a little bit of an adjustment. Anyways, uh, this is the last word podcast. We'll explain to you why we're playing. It's so hard to say goodbye by uh, boys to men uh, in a moment. But uh, this is the last word podcast. I'm Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And wherever you're listening, whether it's on Apple podcast uh spotify anchor uh google play wherever you get your podcast we appreciate you we appreciate you listening uh to this fine uh sports podcast uh, we do these on a weekly basis and uh we're gonna just i guess dive right into this whole thing and the reason i was playing uh boys to men hard to say goodbye is because <laughs> well hey you know what uh we got a bit of a shocker on saturday kind of out of uh, really out of left field I've, oh completely out of nowhere and it's a retirement that nobody saw coming, including myself and Steven, and it is the retirement of Colts quarterback, superstar quarterback, former first-round pick, Andrew Luck. And it's a shocker because Andrew Luck is about, we're recording this on the 29th, he turns you know, 30 on the 12th of, this, of September, we're about, what, 14 days away from him becoming a 30-year-old in the NFL. And we typically don't see superstar quarterbacks retiring this early unless it's concussion-related, severe injury-related, or anything of that nature. And the quality of quarterback Andrew Luck is, we really don't see this ever happening. We've seen it with position players, i.e. Barry Sanders, uh, Calvin Johnson, Jim Brown back in... You know, in the early days, he retired before I think he was 30 as well. He retired for a different reason, but Pat Tillman, when he quit and went to the Army during, uh, like, just after 9-11, we've seen shock retirements. Yes. So that's the thing. Like, it's everyone who had the, like, this is the most shocking retirement ever. It's it's very shocking. It's up there. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, Pat Tillman quitting to go join the military, like, that probably, I was too young to really remember that at the time. But, like, thinking about that now, like, he quit football to go fight a war. Like, Mm -hmm. that... That to me is weird, insane. <laughs> like I, I respect it. You know what I mean? To have that kind of want to go defend your country. Like I respect it. I just, you know what I mean? Like it, to say that I'm going to give up this million dollar career, multi million dollar career to do something like protect my country is incredibly altruistic. But it's to me, it seems crazy. You know what I mean? So this Andrew Luck thing is incredibly shocking. But you know there was. Although, you know, there were people on both sides. You had the people that were like, this is the most shocking thing ever. It's, it's insane. And then other people like Doug Gottlieb, where it's the most millennial thing ever, and he's he's not tough enough, and, you know, rehabbing is too hard. And, and shut the fuck up, God, Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb just trying to be like, a hot take. Like Doug Gottlieb is still relevant because what? He was part of a credit card scam while he was a college basketball player? Now, granted, now here's the thing. Have I, have I been a, a perfect angel my whole life? No. Do I go throwing stones in my glass house like Doug Gottlieb does all the time? 
No. So Doug Gottlieb deserves to be crushed for that horrible, horrible take. No, it was. It's it's an embarrassing take, and and you know to say that he's retiring as millennial is stupid. Because let's be honest here. Andrew Luck in his press conference laid it out on the table, and that, and it was it it wasn't a press conference he was having. He had it because because it leaked out, and I love the the Adam Schefter tweak. Well, you know, he wanted to tell his his teammates later, but he has to do it tonight. Yeah, he has to do it tonight because you leaked it, you idiot. Yeah, that was the most that was one of the stupidest tweets I've ever seen. And you know, it it put him on the spot. And in his press conference, we saw just the raw emotion that you know, was holding down Andrew Luck through the last how many years of his career? Six, seven years of his career? You know, he talked about, you know... Just all the stuff he's been through. And it's it's basically been, until last year, he's been just... He's been hit more than any other quarterback. Yeah. Like, beat... Think about that for a second. Beaten up. Because the... Andrew Luck's made the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. Generally, when I say something like he's been hit than any other quarterback yeah. since he came into the league, you would think Derek Carr's brother, David Carr. Didn't seem that great, was on a horrible team. They never sniffed an, a 500 season, let alone the playoffs. Andrew Luck could drag te- like that doesn't that's that's another thing about why this is why this this seemed to come out of nowhere. Because of the quality of a player that Andrew Luck is. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen this before, but like you said, not like this because it hasn't been. We can't think of a quarterback to compare this to. No. We right? Didn't. Like, think about the things he was able to do by himself while getting the shit kicked out of him. And then you started to see last year as he was getting healthy and the, the arm strength was coming back and he had this offensive line and he wasn't getting hit and he was doing damage. Well, it took till. It literally took until. Chris Broussard came in and addressed the need. And and if if I told you that there were only three offensive linemen drafted before the seventh round by the Indianapolis Colts, after they drafted Andrew Luck, would you think I was crazy? If I didn't already know that, and, yeah, I think you were and, crazy. And and. and Honestly, if I hadn't already seen, uh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't already seen that, I would have been like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, you have a generational quarterback. Yeah. How could you? How could you do that? Like, and then and then the next thing the thought is like, okay, they must have spent money in free agency. Mm-hmm. And then I start to think about the Colts' free agent signings, and they didn't. Right. Not like they went out and signed free agent offensive linemen because you know what? If you're not going to draft them, throw the money at them, protect yeah. your quarterback. I think this is a reason why Ryan Grigson isn't in the league. Probably should never have a GM job again. No, never again, never again. And and it's funny because if you look back to the uh, uh, when uh, Chris Broussard took over, his first his first pick here was Quentin Nelson. And we talked about this last year. The difference he made. The difference he made. I mean, you went out and said he could be rookie of the year, and I kind of laughed at yeah. you. And then it was like, okay, the difference he made on that team. Like, I obviously he didn't win, and I didn't think it was actually going to be possible. Mm-hmm. But when we broke it down at the end of the year, it was. I could see where you would come from with that because of the just the massive difference that you saw from Andrew Luck. Like yeah. that was more the reason that you get like basically the season you saw out of Andrew Luck is why you could have give, given Quentin Nelson yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah, like it 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 took so long and, and they tried, like they 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 tried in other ones, but like in this draft, in that twenty eighteen draft, 
he drafted two guards. He was like, I'm going to protect. Because you can protect the outside a lot with, with tackles. And Costanzo's okay. He's not a great left tackle, but he's, an, he's a starting left tackle. He's an okay offensive lineman. And another thing, too. Notice how their running game was better than ever, which also helped protect Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. You know what's maybe the two most important positions in on the offensive line when it comes to running the football? A uh, left and right guard. Because your guards are so, constantly pulling their opening holes. He went and he not only did he protect his quarterback, he improved his running game. And by the way, he didn't change the running backs. Marlon Mack, that's not a him, that's not a Chris Ballard draft pick. No. Actually, I, I, screwed, might, up. I screwed up. I kept calling Chris Broussard. Chris, Chris Ballard. Ballard. I don't yeah. know why I was calling him Chris Broussard. I don't know why. Chris, the, the, I know, because I, I, my apologies to the Chris Ballard. Mor- the moron from Fox Sports that, yeah, yeah, our apologies to Chris Ballard because no one wants to be considered Sorry, Chris my, Broussard. My apologies. But in, in drafts where it's like you're looking and it's like, okay, you took in 2016, this is the last Ryan Grigson draft. We were looking through this one. Like, it's not this one. It's the previous one. But it's like, okay, you drafted a center. You drafted Ryan Kelly from Alabama. Why? <laughs> Why? Like I get it. Like drafting Alabama players is is always fun, but they're usually a, defenders. But they're more. They're not even defenders. They're more run blockers. Yeah. Like they're meant to be run blockers. They're not meant to be these. You know, pass protection. And this is just a draft. It's like what, you couldn't find someone else. You couldn't look for guys. Like you couldn't. Like you know, Cody Whitehair from you know he plays in Chicago. He's a starter. He's a hell of a center. Like. He was, you know, he's a second round pick. It's like, and he's a stud. Like you couldn't do this. Like you couldn't. And what are you doing? Like in terms of your draft? Like well, then we even there was even the year where I pointed out to you where they took Philip Dorsett in the first yeah. round, and you have T. Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. What do you? And doing? you still don't have offensive linemen. Yeah. But you went and drafted. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people. It's oh hindsight. How, how can you talk about Philip Dorsett? Um, Angelo can can uh, vouch for me. I'm sitting in this studio wearing a University of Miami hat. They happen to be the university that I pay attention to when it comes to college football. Philip Dorsett happened to be a a hurricane. Was I happy when the first round? Hey, great. Was I also confused as fuck? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it, it, it was confusing. A lot of their draft picks, confusing draft picks. You know, okay. I mean, also, Brian Grigson is the man who traded a first round pick for Trent Richardson. Yes. And in that draft, you know, you there, it's littered, it's littered with things, and you can address like you you dra- I think what happened too for Grigson, I, I will a little bit defend him too a little bit here, and I shouldn't be because he part of the re- he's the biggest one of the biggest reasons other than Chuck Pagano. Oh God! As to the reason why Andrew Luck always got hurt, why Andrew Luck wasn't healthy, but they were also trying to fix that. God awful defense, which they couldn't do until again Chris Ballard showed up. Until Chris Ballard showed up, because they drafted Bjorn Werner. Yeah, like why are you drafting (laughs) Bjorn Werner? Can I ask, please? I'm asking for a friend. You know, great WWE name, like Bjorn Werner. You know what I mean? You trade your first. I think he's Braun Strowman's tag team partner. He might. He <laughs> look might up too. He, he looks like he could be a wrestler. Well, doesn't look like he can be a football player. And and <laughs> and, it, and it screwed up Indy. It, that that trade. It starts with the first the trade for for Trent Richardson, thinking we're gonna get a running game for Andrew Luck. And it's like, did you guys watch Trent Richardson at all? No. No. 
You didn't. And you didn't realize that. That was one of the best trades Cleveland ever made. They screwed up all the draft picks. They still screwed up the draft picks. That was one of the best trades they made. But it's like what they got for a guy who was literally just a bum. Like, wasn't very good. Who had less than four yards a carry. Yeah, I believe he had eight to ten touchdowns, but he had less than a thousand yards. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a lot of, there were a lot of things that pointed to Trent Richardson as a volume fantasy running back, but not as a franchise real life running back. So here, I'll, I'll read you some of the, the, the draft picks that going back to uh, Ryan Grigson. Um, <laughs> so he took Hugh Thornton. Who? He was the third-round pick in 2013. Who? He also took uh, Khalid Holmes. Who? He was a center from USC. Mm. Uh, Jack Muhort was a guard. He's okay. He's not Great, but he's he's like a okay bottom end starter, and in 2015 did not at all draft. Oh, sorry, one sorry in the seventh round. So this is contrary to the belief. Um, Ryan Kelly, and then Joe Hake. Mm. Mm. And then in 2017 was Chris Ballard's uh, Chris Ballard's first draft. Mm. I mean, these are all household names, right? Like, you, you know all of these guys very well. Not at all. Andrew Luck probably and and Andrew Luck to stand there behind this tape like this taped together offensive line and to not get the yips or like like actually David Carr who got rushed so much it, who knows if he was any good or anything but it ruined him eventually because everyone talks with quarterback the clock in their head right mm-hmm. three seconds get rid of the football because pressure's coming. When you get hit all the time, it screws up your clock, and you didn't see that from Andrew Luck. No. Because instead of rushing it, he'd audible to a quick, like a short route that he could hit, like a slant that he could hit, and then take a massive hit. Every time. And it, it eventually took its effects on Andrew Luck. And I, and I want to tell a story about protecting your franchise quarterback. Because you don't protect franchise quarterbacks they they start to have injury problems. Uh yeah. And if you continue to neglect a certain most probably the most everybody wants to talk about pass rush is the most important thing in the NFL. As important as the pass rush is, the offensive line is just as important if not even yes. more because they contribute to two sides, two dimensions of your game, your passing game and your running game. Fans that might must might not god, I could speak English, that'd be great. Fans that might not recognize it. But if you look at the money that's been paid to offensive and defensive linemen, the NFL has learned this quickly. They have. Like, right to your point. Like, look, you know what? Just for fun. If you're listening, just Google highest paid players. Take the quarterbacks out. And I guarantee you it's defensive linemen because they get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Left tackle. It's going to be offensive linemen, but you're going to see left tackles real high up there. Right ends, D tackles. <laughs> I mean, uh, look what Aaron Donald got paid. Khalil Mack, like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald got quarterback money. You know yeah. what I mean? And Nate Soldier, <laughs> look at the money he got to leave New England. A lot. Because at the time that he was signed, when he was leaving New England, he appeared to be one of the best left tackles in football. Now, again, if Bill's going to let someone go, you should probably. Maybe think back, watch a little extra tape, and maybe maybe just see what you were missing. 
But again, you you see where I'm going with this, where the money's being handed out. Because the quarterbacks get paid the most, and the guys that get to them or, or protect them are, like, right there in terms of pay. In Andrew Luck's first season, he was hit 41 times. 41. Sorry, 16 sorry, games. Sorry, excuse me. throw this out. Excuse me. Sacked 41 exactly. times. In year two, 32. In year three, 27. Bit of an improvement. The next year, his season is cut short by injury, where he was sacked 15 times in seven games. The next season, where he only plays 15 games, he is sacked the same amount of times he was sacked in his rookie season. That's embarrassing. Okay? It finally happens that in 2018, last year, he sacked 18 times, which is the least amount of times he's been sacked in a 16-game season. Which is and just over 15 one a season. Be- and he played only 15, so even that. Or one a game, sorry. Just over one a game at 18. That is, like, how is it that it took till this the 2018 and, season? And I do remember talking about this with you. There was a point where I think we were six or seven weeks in where he'd only been sacked four times. Yeah. Like, it, they were keeping him upright, and that's the key. And the, to continue my story about protecting your quarterback, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a quarterback. His name is Ben Roethlisberger. Like Andrew Luck, built pretty big. Large mammal. Large mammal, 6'4". Ben's a little bit bigger, but still within the... this. Andrew Luck's 240 pounds. Ben on a... What supposedly two fifty? Yeah, allegedly. 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 That's if he doesn't. Ben's two fifty, like I'm one ninety five. Yeah, like I'd I know you Ben's... can't see me right now, but I'm not one ninety five. I'd say Ben's more two seventy <laughs> at this point in his career, but yeah, like I'm two fifty. <laughs> for the longest time, Ben Roethlisberger was protected by a taped together offensive line. Hey, and and as someone who's not a Steelers fan but remembers this a lot. Y'all remember the Big Ben boot? Because at some point during the, the year, I love the he boot. had some sort of injury, was in a walking boot, and played a game. I love the boot, by Like, the he way. was in a walking boot where he would walk to a game in a boot. No one would know if he would start. He would take the warm-up and start. Because this was a thing that happened with Big Ben all the time. Yeah, he'd have a, a knee injury. He'd have a foot injury. He, like, his foot is always hurt, by the way. Yeah. His, his right foot that, in that boot. The boot. He, the Big Ben boot. A pedal Achilles pull, grade one in 2009. In 2010, a pedal foot fracture. In 2011, another a pedal foot sprain. In, 2011, in, in the same season, a pedal foot ankle sprain. Pull unsuspected, grade one. In 2012, a pedal ankle sprain and pulled unspecified, grade one. And in 2015, pedal foot sprain. The Big Ben boot. The Big Ben boot. He's had he's a, he had two knee injuries. He had a meniscus sprain, both uh, an MCL sprain and a meniscus sprain in back-to-back seasons 2015-2016. There was also that year that they beat the Bengals when Antonio Brown took that headshot from Vontez Burfitt yeah, where his shoulder didn't yeah. work. Yeah. All of the ligaments were torn. Yes. He could barely even move it, yet he was throwing the, and he was throwing terrible footballs and they beat the Bengals. Yeah. Cuz the Bengals are the Bengals. But it took so long for the Steelers to get rid of the Justin Hartwigs of the world, <laughs> Chris Kimiatu, Max Starks, Max Starks, Trey Essex. Oh, that's a name. Okay. That's one from the way back. All right, such ba- they had they had awful. Like it took the Steelers literally. Like they they had such they had so much trouble finding left tackles that the left tackle they ended up finding was an undersized player that is. 
His name, undersized guard. Kelvin Beecham was better than what they were putting out there. The other guy who now plays for the Cleveland Browns that they signed in the offseason, I forget his name. Oh, my God. Gilbert? No, left tackle. Hang on. Sorry, people. I'm, I can't believe I forgot this. I forgot his name, but he was like, he was just solid. What's his name? Oh, my God. I can't believe I forget it. Shit. Hold on. I'll get it in like 30 seconds here. Left tackle. Uh, Chris Hubbard. Chris Hubbard played left tackle and did better than some of these other guys. And they were piecing together an offensive line that wasn't keeping a franchise quarterback protected. It took for I don't know how long before they started drafting the Marquise Pounces of the world, the David DeCastros of the world. They had uh, Flozell Adams as, as Ben Roethlisberger's blindside protector. Flozell. Now, he, took, he, he was a left tackle for the Cowboys that the Steelers plucked away. He did well. Took a lot of holding penalties, though. But he kept Ben somewhat upright. But it took so long. And the Colts did it. Look how long it took. And finally, Andrew Luck just sort of said, I've had enough. And he said he had enough. That's it. I'm finished. See you later. Taking my ball. I'm going home. I'm not dealing with all the crap that I've been dealing with and all the injuries. Because there's a, there's more to this press conference. The press conference went on for quite oh, some God, time. Oh, God, yeah. And it's you have the list of injuries, right? I do. So why I say that Doug Gottlieb's take is – so incredibly stupid, and why it's stupid enough to open up criticism of something Doug Gottlieb did 30 years ago. When you're mm-hmm. dumb enough to bring this up, like, yeah, you've, like, people can take shots at you because you're stupid. Yeah. Because think about this Andrew Luck's dad's a quarterback. Okay. This man loved football. You could see it in the way he talked about playing football. Mm-hmm. You could see it when he was at Stanford, yeah. and you could see it at the beginning of his NFL career with yeah. the Colts. This. Football was this man's life, and he's been doing it since he could walk, basically, because Pop Warner and all this other stuff. He loves the game, and you could hear the pain in his voice when he talked about leaving it. You could hear how much it hurt him when they asked him, did it hurt that you were booed? You could see it in his face when he said, yes, that hurt. Like, you could tell—like, it was painful to Mm -hmm. watch because— as much as you knew he was kind of coming to peace with it and, and moving on, and, and you know what? He was making a quality of life decision. Mm-hmm. You could see how painful it was for him to walk away. And as a fan, I feel like I've been robbed of some greatness, but at the same time, I have no bearing to say something like that. Like, as a fan, I'd love to see Andrew Luck against... Well, like, look what happened with Patrick Mahomes, and we might have these powers, and we might get to see Brady Manning 2.0 for the mm-hmm. next decade. As a fan, I'd love to see that. As a human being, though... And look how, which, it, and look how it almost came around. Peyton Manning was older when, when Brady finally kind of emerged from the shadows, much like... Much like exactly, much like Patrick Mahomes being the young stud quarterback, you know, looking like the superstar that you know exactly. he can be, and you have Andrew Luck, kind of the established six. He's been in the league six years, and and he's that number one pick. He's that guy, and one for the fans to boo. The guys who are staying at the end of the games, See, by the way, the, those aren't real fans. The, boo, the booing, I can. The, I understand part. I of can. The booing. I can understand it to a certain point because I can understand a bunch of. Drunk people yeah. who've just watched what they thought was a Super Bowl season go down the drain. It's not 
I'm not accept. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I could see there's. Pro- I could. I could probably say there's quite a few people that booed that woke up the next morning like, oh, I don't feel great about that. You know what I mean? So I un- I can understand the booing, even though I don't agree with it. But I can't understand Doug Gottlieb other than, you know what, I work for Fox Sports and Fox Sports is a fucking joke and we try to get all the clicks we can by having a bunch of hot take artists. Hello, Skip Bayless. So, you know, I'm going to go and fire off the ho- a take hotter than the face of the mm-hmm. sun to draw attention to myself. And even though I'm getting dunked on on Twitter like I did in my basketball career, it's fine because I'm getting mentions and impressions. Yeah. Think of it this way. Think of the injury. Here's the, the, the list of injuries in the six seasons Andrew Luck has gone through. Two, two cartilage torn in his rib. Partially torn abdomen. A lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood. Blood. At least one concussion. That we know that of. That we know of. Who knows how many. And that's, and that's NFL. We don't even know college. Yeah. A torn labrum in his throwing shoulder. And now this calf ankle issue that we still don't actually really know yeah. anything about because now he's retired and now we don't mm-hmm. know anything about it. And according, this is from Zach Kiefer on uh, Twitter. He's also stated that last August, apparently Andrew Luck may have considered walking away during the whole the shoulder thing because that was that last throwing the ta- the throw the tear the tear in the labrum. This is part of it. You know, he was thinking it wore him down. He's like there was uncertainty. Uh, and um, apprehension. I was scared, scared in my core, in my insides. There was a time I was very scared about football and about my place in football. Those are words from Andrew Luck. And and that's what I mean by, like, you could see how much this hurt him. Yeah. Because think about that. Until now, when he talked about this time, about his family, you know, he's got a kid on the way, he just got married. Mm-hmm. Think about what he said there. He's pissed blood the year before. He's had all of these injuries. He can't throw a football. And you know what the first thing he's thinking of that he talks about? He's scared. His place in football. Not his life. Not at that time his soon-to-be wife. Potential child on the way. He's thinking about what it does to the team and to his place in the sport. If you were telling me that he's soft or that he doesn't, you know have that, like, killer instinct that that they just want to play football? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. No. Like, listen, like if you if you haven't seen the press conference and you have this, this, you're certain he's soft, just watch it. And if you still think he's soft, eh, you're a fucking idiot. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like, you know, he talked about some of his being in a dark place after some of these injuries during rehab and stuff and how it was the same sort of injury, surgery, rehab, repeat. And that shit's lonely because they don't want injured players around the team. Mm -hmm. So you're by yourself and and you're by yourself. You're, you're doing your own exercises. You're doing your own training. You're, you're going through your own procedures. Who knows what time you're in, in the morning because the training staff can't handle you and they're going to handle first the 53 other men. Yeah. Before they get to you because you're, you have to show up before they get there so they can get, you worked on before mm-hmm. they have the guys that are actually playing. And, you know, it's, it, it, they're long days, they're, they're hard days. And when you're injured, if you've ever been hurt ever in your life, anything, anything significant, I, I, it, is, it is not a fun deal. It, you feel you do feel a part of you is is kind of being like, like I, hurt my, I, I hurt my knee playing football when I was in high school. And I only sprained it. And it was six weeks of just, you can't do what you normally do. Walking up the stairs, such a simple task in life, was 
it felt like it was a pain to do every day. And I felt just you feel and you're the only guy walking up the stairs that, at this pace. It's slow, you know, it's not a fun feeling. It's lonely. And I can understand what Andrew Luck was probably feeling, not just for one season, every season. And on top of that, the injuries he's having, it, it's not a six week injury. His injuries, yeah. they're not you know, every day, like when you have an, you can feel yourself getting a little yeah. bit better, and you know, you have good days, you have bad days, but like you can feel it in a shorter term injury. Mm-hmm. Every day, you feel a little bit better. Look, if you bruise, bruise your, you bruise, bruise your thigh, you, you, you've, you've, you know, you've broken your, like broken, breaking your hand. It's not a fun injury, but it's still breaking your hand. You can still function day to day stuff. When you have a lacerated kidney, like this is a month to month thing. Yeah, you're not getting better every day. You're literally pissing blood. I, I, if that doesn't like hit home for anyone, I'm not gonna lie. If I if I went to take a piss and I looked down and I saw blood, mm-hmm. I'd probably scream, maybe cry, and I'd be running to the closest hospital. I'd be losing my goddamn mind. And imagine this: so he's on his own, he's not with his teammates, and he's pissing blood, and he doesn't feel good, and he's not getting better day by day because these are month month to month type of things. Like that can really put a person in a dark mm-hmm. place. And it, and it did put him in a dark place. And you know, we can talk about another athlete who, and we can talk about well, we talk about another athlete who kind of came out and talked about something that he was going through. And this is, you know, this is a Super Bowl winning player that we're about to talk about is Rob Gronkowski, who I guess it was the video surfaced yesterday. I yeah, don't know I think it, I think it did come out on the weekend. He's uh, I think he's part owner now, and that's in the CBD company that he was talking about. Yeah, uh, something that he can't take. At the moment, that he wouldn't have been able, that he was not able to take in the NFL, mm-hmm. because technically, even though CBD is in marijuana, cannabis, weed, whatever you want to call it, because now it's legal in Canada, we call it cannabis, which actually kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, no. but CBD does not get you high. It's and this isn't even a thing where it's like, oh, it may you know, it maybe gets you high, but no, no, scientifically, CBD does not get you high. It's yeah. like an anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that they're now going to be able to study it. And they have already been able to study that it, it has benefits. THC gets you stoned. Yes. Which also might be okay for pain tolerance instead of opiates, but that's a different story. Yeah. And, I mean, Rob Rob Gronkowski is the frat boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The blue-collar American, the big boy. He likes, to, he likes to play hard and likes to party harder. You want to talk about someone in a dark place. If you watched that video... You saw Gronk tearing up about how dark of a place he was into, about not being able to sleep, about the the night before the Super Bowl, crying in bed alone, not being able to sleep because he was in so much pain. He could barely walk and played that game. This is this is his Think quote. Think about this. His quote from me, he's like I needed uh, talking about, you know, the whole thing. He's like I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down, and I didn't like it. I was losing that joy in life, like the joy, uh, like the joy. I'm sorry, and he starts to tear up. This is this when point. he got you started crying. Oh, uh, then he let me. He's like he fighting back tears, but really, uh, I was really I was fighting through it, and I knew what I signed up for, and I knew what I was fighting through, and I just had to fix myself. And he slowly fixed. Fixing himself because he was having trouble sleeping. He could only sleep for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a night. You know, or, you know. Here's the thing. If, if, you've, if you've always had good sleep because of school, the, the job you work, you're just a lucky son of a bitch that always gets to sleep eight hours a day. 
for the rest of us that have had trouble sleeping or have had jobs where we don't get much sleep, think about that for a second. Think about the type of mood you're in in a day like that where you didn't get any sleep or you've been waking up all the time because you're, hey, you want something for an average person? You're sick and you're waking up all the time. Yeah. What type of mood are you in the next day? It's not generally very good. Now imagine that happening for a prolonged period of time, mm-hmm. longer than, let's say, a week because you're sick. Mm-hmm. Imagine this happening day after day for a month, yeah. for two, maybe three, for an entire season and then maybe part of an off season. Yeah. And then the second maybe you start to feel good again, boom, training camp rolls again and let's do it all over yeah. again. Like just, just to think about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like as a fan, it, I've had this conversation with you before. Yeah. Whatever, I love football. I've always loved football. Mm-hmm. Every year, it's. I'm not gonna quit watching it. I still, I still have the like. I play fantasy football. I still watch it every yeah. Sunday. I watch teams that aren't my team. But every year, there's a little bit of me where stories like this come out, or stories like the Tyreek Hill one come out, and I just mm-hmm. look at it. And it's like the sport I love, and a league that's almost impossible to love. Yeah, with situations that are almost incomprehensible mm-hmm. like I know this is a different thing and we've we've addressed it already Tyreek Hill's allowed to play this year mm-hmm. he's not even he's not even gonna get fined that's gross yeah. and then you have these guys and the toll it's taking on these guys yeah. and again Andrew looks very cerebral and let's put it this way Rob Gronkowski seems like the happiest man in America yeah you know, big dumb teddy bear, right? You know what I mean? Like, just a, he seems like a great dude. Which I would, I would love to I, I, watch football I, with Gronk. I want to hang out with Gronk. You know what I mean? Like, I he seems like just a nice dude and a ton of fun. I don't even want to go for drinks. I just want to go for a sub with yeah. Gronk. Just a sub. Just, yeah. to, just to talk to him. Just to like get an idea and and to have him to to see him literally start tearing up talking about not having like, joy in his life. The man who looks like a giant ball of joy yeah. at all times. Yeah. Like that's that's some heavy shit, man. Like that's. Mm-hmm. It makes you think about football differently. Yeah. And again, I'm not on the verge of quitting or anything. I'm not here to like stand on my soapbox and tell you how horrible it is and you should all give it up. But every year there's something that seems to happen yeah. that just it makes you think twice. And it, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel a little bit dirty about it. Who was who was the reporter that the one that tore him? I, I whatever the guy from Fox and Sports News there. Oh, Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb. He's That's a radio it. guy for actually why am I giving him any pub? Anyway. Fuck what he does. All right, anyways. Doug, whatever. Godly. Godly. You know. Yeah, you don't you even deserve talk, to get his name right. Do you want to talk about millennial thing? You you want to know something that's millennial, and that it's it's a topic that is very is it's discussed, but it, it still feels sort of it, almost taboo. Is the whole depression thing? People don't like talking about it. Yep. And we just saw two pretty high profile athletes. One viewed as one of the best at his position in. And Andrew Luck, and another who was is probably the greatest tight end of all he's time. A, he's walking into the Hall of Fame. Like he, he's dicking, fucking moonwalking yeah, in if he wants like, to. Like, and they're talking about something that you know is re- readily talked about and was ever talked about with older players. And it's this, dep- it's depression. And Dan Orlovsky said this about Calvin Johnson when everyone was talking about how surprising it was that Luck retired. Mm-hmm. This was a tweet by you can look it up. Dan Orlovsky, he was a backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He said he watched Calvin Johnson, who might be one of the not might be is one of the best receivers in the history of football. Like Gronk, he was a cheat code at his position. Exactly. Six foot six and ran a four two. Yeah. Just 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 let that marinate for a second. That that was physically possible. 
he watched a guy at the peak of his powers who loved the game show up at 4 o'clock in the morning just so he could get his body right to practice by 9. And he watched him lose the love of the game and just the joy of being around his teammates, of football, and happy for life in general. He watched that happen, and he said he never saw him more relieved than when he finally retired. Mm -hmm. And it kind of looked the same with Andrew Luck, where as bad as it, as sad as he sounded, there was almost that, like, weight off the shoulder. Like, you could tell it pained him, but you could also tell that there was this release. You know what I mean? And in a perfect world, I'm sure Andrew Luck, he'd be standing right there Day week one with his teammates winning if he was 100% fully healthy. But all these injuries, all this crap that he's gone through season after season after season, dealing with rehab, dealing with surgeries, dealing with this, dealing with that, he finally just said, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't go through another season of this. I can't go. And anyone that thinks, like, you know, when he gets healthy, he's getting, no, he's not coming back. He, he has made his decision. Andrew Luck is not Brett Favre. Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck. He's done. He's finished. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I guess. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, see, it's I don't hard. know. It's it, hard. It's because now, like, he, I, I honestly don't know. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Oh, he was on Had the track. Playing, oh, God, yeah. He would have been a surefire Hall of Famer. But... He doesn't. He doesn't want to come back because he knows that it's gonna. He doesn't want to go through this, the pain of what he went through, the depression that he felt. He doesn't want to go through that. Same with Gronk, where everyone said Gronk left the door open to return. Go listen to this man's That's press the thing. conference. If, if you heard the "I'm in football shape, I I, I could play right now" mm-hmm. part, and you thought he was gonna play, did you miss the part where he was crying? Like, like, did you? What were you watching? Yeah, did you just catch that little glimmer of, like, oh, I'm in football shape? Okay, but. The man just literally, like, you could see him. It was it pains him to was to play football, and he doesn't want to go through that. How many stories do we see of athletes, you know, committing suicide because the pain was too much? Well, that's like everything was just too much. Seau. Yeah, like there's there was this r- this rush of guys that it happened to, and then when we started talking about CTE, mm-hmm. talking about your mental health is kind of important too. Yeah, and you've seen two guys that have done it that have managed to step away. And you had someone who basically talked on it for Calvin Johnson. Now, again, this is one guy's perspective. I don't know how Calvin Johnson feels. And Dan Norlowski might not necessarily know, mm-hmm. but no one came out and disputed that. You never saw Calvin Johnson tell him, hey, no, I, it was never like that. It was that. never like that. Maybe it was like that. Maybe he just didn't want to talk about it because right? you have to remember five years ago. We it, didn't talk about it. Even five about, years ago, you didn't talk about this no. stuff. And now it's starting. The the the, the new, every, you know what? Every People don't realize. Every generation has their thing that they kind of, they usher in. And mm-hmm. and for this generation, it's the ushering in of talking about your mental health. Yeah. Because that is just as important as your physical health. Mm-hmm. And we we just saw over the weekend, two well, in the week, whatever, two athletes go out and basically like talk about the depression that they've had from football. And that one was able to step away early on in his career. And the other, after winning, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm retired. I'm gonna. I'm gonna invest. It. I'm gonna take my money and invest, and probably be successful at what he does. And look, we're going to see Grok because a, he's lovable. Yeah. Two, he's a personality. Uh, he's gonna be on a studio he, show. He's gonna be. Somewhere. If he wants, if he wants to be on a studio show, think about Gronk on TV. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Like he'd be a darling. Look, can I tell you something? 
Monday Night Football is fucking boring. Okay. Oh my god, that would be so. Him. You'll be even better. And Pat McAfee oh together. My god, just please. Done. Oh, and you know what? Even ESPN. If you're listening, if you're listening to the last word, you know, hit like. By the way, if you're listening yeah, to we'd us, appreciate subscribe. It. You don't even have to make them the official guy. Put them on like a Twitter stream or something. Gronk and Pat McAfee. And then, you know, you hit you hit me and Angelo up for the finder's fee here. Yeah, hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll just call it. That, think of how fun, how boring Monday Night Football is. Who have they got in there? Booger McFarland and... Jason Witten's playing Jason again. Jason Witten's playing again. <laughs> and the other guy who does the play. Like, it's boring. Like, yeah. There's no, like... Yeah. So they have nothing Joe to Joe Tessitore, like, I think it is. The big deal now, Monday Night Football back in the day. I know we're that was the top, big one. That was the big one. It's now Sunday Night Football exactly. because it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. A little shaky on Chris Collinsworth. but Al Michaels the GOAT. But Al Michaels the is goat. the GOAT. And it's so nice to hear him just call games. And oh, this, my God. And, and also troll. Because yeah. you're not supposed to talk about gambling. Now it's a little different. You can kind of. But just like the things, that, the things that Al Michaels will do is pretty amazing. <laughs> so, like. There's your, there's your, there's your Monday night. ESPN, call us up. We'll, we'll help you. Out. We got you. We got you. Anyways, <laughs> but going back to luck, luck and Gronk talking about everything. This is, this is part of this generation talking about, and we have more information. And every day, we're gaining more. And I, I also wonder if the money in football now actually allowed this to happen, because we were talking off air about this. I'll bet. There were more than a couple Hall of Fame players that if they would have made the type of money, especially Andrew Luck made and Gronk, like Gronk to a lesser extent, but like Gronk's still making over $10 million a year. Yeah. I mean, I get kill someone for that kind of money, but Andrew Luck's making close to 30 Yeah. Right? Like, Luck made the type of money that generations of his family mm-hmm. are taking care Gronk, too. Calvin Johnson as well, if you want to go back to – CJ, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. We might not see the 15-year careers we used to see, but hopefully not seeing the 15-year careers mean we see guys living well into their 70s and 80s yeah. because guys are able to be like, you know what? When they bring back the 20-whatever so-and-so team <laughs> and they're 90 years old, hey. You and know they're what? actually there. And they're there. Because they're because they don't have all of these debilitating like because here's the thing. Gronk had some life-changing back injuries. Yeah. Andrew Luck had some like life like he had a lacerated kidney for God's sakes. Torn rib like think like that list of injuries you went through. Like these like, these are serious injuries. You know what not, I mean? This isn't a broken rib and a th- like a, a sprained ankle. These are yeah. serious things, man, that change your quality of life. He can't walk right right now because of this calf ankle thing. You know what I mean? Maybe all the money going into the sport is actually leading to something kind of positive. As fans, it hurts. Because, like I said, I would love to see Mahomes and Luck for the next day. you imagine how exciting that would be? As a fantasy owner, I'm very upset. Andrew Luck was one of my keepers. I'm upset that I don't, like, when I made the selection of Andrew Luck four years ago. You thought it was a decade. You thought it was two decades. I'm like, this is 15 years. I never have to worry about the quarterback. And when he retired, I was like, I'm upset because now I have to find a quarterback. Yeah. But. I also understand. It's it's exactly why. as a sports fan, I'm I'm frustrated, but as a person, yeah. I understand. And would I rather? And I feel like Andrew Luck is not like 
Andrew Luck might be done playing football, but I have a feeling he's not done with football. I hope, I hope Andrew, like, just think about this. Someone tweeted this. I wish I remember who it was so I could give him credit. I think Tony Romo is good at this. Could you imagine Andrew oh my Luck? God. And probably Andrew Luck doesn't talk as Andrew Luck probably wouldn't talk over whoever he's paired with. Right? Like, could you imagine Andrew Luck reading a defense for you? Oh my God. The way that Tony Romo... Because Tony Romo is essentially... What he's doing is he's reading the defense like he's playing. Yeah. Like, that's why people like him as a as an analyst so much because it's, it's not that he's, you know, got a crystal ball. It's because I played so long and so recently... That I, that I know what defenses are doing, and I can see when they start moving around. Like, I know the audibles I would have called in my old offense because I see the play mm-hmm. developing. Andrew Luck was unbelievable at that. Now, Peyton Manning was the GOAT, and I'd still love to, like, that's, that's you know what I mean? Like, that's the big dream. We could, we could see it. We can start seeing the, the ushering in of Monday Night Football or whatever, or Sunday night when Chris Collinsworth decides that, hey, I'm done. Or Al Mike, whoever they replace Al Michaels with. Good luck with that one, by the way. I wish you Following the best. That I wish you the best of luck. But yeah, Al Michaels know. had to take over for Cosell. Yeah. Like, think about that. And now yeah. you have to take over for Al Michaels. Yeah. Good luck. Wish you the best of luck. But Andrew, like, the, the, as a you fan, what, I'll take that burden. Yeah, I maybe. Mean. ESPN, you listening? <laughs> Call us up. <laughs> but uh, wrap this up a little bit, and we'll move uh, forward a little bit. Like you mentioned, as an as a fan of the NFL. You can't help but feel robbed, not of the fact that, you know, oh, he's retiring because of this and that, because we don't get to watch the greatness of Andrew Luck continue to grow yeah. and to see him and and Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes go at it. And, then, and these young quarterbacks that are coming into the league, we don't get to see them go one-on-one with each other and duel because we're, we're starting to... Look, at the end we've of the been day, spoiled by this quarterback group. Like we're getting like they're really good. like think of all the quarterbacks we're, we've got. We've got Brady, we got Rodgers, we got Breeze. We, we had Manning. We had Manning. Well, Peyton, the good Manning. The good Manning. <laughs> you got Ben. You had luck for a little bit. We now we're starting to get Patrick Mahomes, who could be the modern day freaking Dan Marino, the way he throws the but ball. But then, other than that, like who else is it? Because Carson Wentz was really exciting for that one season. Yeah, it looked like, like he was that next. Look, like but then kind of stalled, a, and there were injuries yeah. and. Like Russell Wilson, like, you know, okay, he's excited, he's fun and exciting. Cam Newton had the MVP year, but since then, he's he's been injuries. dealing with injuries. You know, Matty Ice is still Matty Ice. He's still going to win you games. He still can he can still chuck the ball like it's nobody's business. In the, is, in the AFC, is there anyone really exciting in the East? Okay, Josh Allen and, and Sam Darnold. There's the potential for There's those potential. guys, but we don't know yet. Okay, in the, and... and in There's the been North, plenty of potential for plenty of guys. Yeah. In the North, they have a running quarterback. They have a red, <laughs> and they have. Uh, we don't know what Baker Mayfield will be in two, in year two. In the South, you had Andrew Luck. You have Deshaun Watson, who, God bless him, somebody get him some protection so yeah. he isn't the next one to yeah. die. Because guess who had guess who had the most QB hits last year. Deshaun Watson. Not to mention, remember the injuries we started. Remember we were talking about like he he couldn't get on a flight. Yeah, he was so hurt. He played in this game. Mm-hmm. He could not fly for medical yeah. reasons. They had to drive him. Think about what he must have been dealing with. Hey, Colts, I understand that you're trying to trade Jadavion Clowney for offensive help. Maybe draft some offensive you line mean Houston. help. Houston, not Colts. Houston, sorry, it's all good. Both. Like you have Deshaun Watson. Actually, take a book at our <laughs> yeah. Do it. At a Chris Ballard's it. book. Like do the same thing, or else you're gonna end up in the same position. Mark, like Marcus Mariota, am I excited about? No. No. Nick Foles, no. Philip Rivers is old. 
Joe Flacco, really, Mister? I'm elite. You're not elite. And, and am I supposed to be excited about Derek Carr? I'm not. And you look at the, the other, Brown's gonna like eat him. Yeah. You look at the other like. There's no like of this. There's no like real like. We Patrick Mahomes head and- to head. There's nothing like that. We're missing out on it, and that's what we're being. That's as a fan. That is what we're getting robbed of at the end of the day. But I understand as a human being. He's doing what's best for him, his family, yeah. and his livelihood. And and look, if I see Andrew Luck in football again as a player, it'd be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. But if I see Andrew Luck in football being a commentator, man, oh, you better be awesome. That is must-watch TV because he's going to be amazing. He's going to be exciting, and you won't be able to get enough of it. So with that, I guess we have to readjust our, our AFC South Predictions because I don't know about you. Do you, I don't no, trust no, no, Jacoby Brissett no, 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 no. like I did Andrew Luck. No, no, no. I Sorry. know Frank Reich thinks he's a top twenty quarterback. Actually, top twenty. He might be a top twenty quarterback because now that I think about it, there might be ten guys worse than him think, because they're like because there's not that many quarterbacks. I mean, is he better than Marcus Mariota? We'll see. Well, there's, a, there's a chance. Is he better than uh, Nick Foles regular season? There's a chance. There's a chance he might be the best. Like he's he, better than Case Keenum. Yeah, who won the starting job over. Uh, Dwayne Haskins? Like, that's the thing. Like, okay, he might be a top 20 quarterback, but do I think they're good at... He's not Andrew Luck. No. And that was why we had them winning. I'm pretty sure that was actually... We both said, Literally, Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck, they're going to win the division. It's it's It was signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, when I look at it from some perspective, it's like, the best defense in the division is Jacksonville's. Yes. As long as they don't do stupid things. Which is possible. Which is possible because, well, they have Leonard Fournette on their team. And who knows if he's even healthy. And who knows if he – no, he's never healthy. Because if you're a fantasy owner of Leonard Fournette, you're in trouble. Well, you would know. I look at the I look at the Titans. Also, who's uh, Nick Foles going to throw the ball to? Deanie Westbrook, apparently. Yes. Deanie Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Like, watch out because Deanie Westbrook's there. Like, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Offensively, the best offense clearly runs in Houston. Yeah. But they oh, have God. no line. That's the thing. Like I would and say, and they just lost Lamar Miller as well. Yep, and Duke Johnson is now their starter. Yeah. So when I'm who look- was the third or fourth string in Cleveland? Yeah, like I'm looking at this all, and I'm like, okay, this division. You know what it screams? The winner's going to be nine and seven. Oh God, yeah. Maybe or, or eight, eight and eight. eight. Like, yeah. So bad that they're going to hold down. A, they're going to host a team that has eleven wins that finishes in fifth. Be like that Seahawks uh, yeah, Saints game. Exactly like that, and it's. I, the thing is, I have to I have to pick Houston. Yeah, I have to change same. my pick to Houston because they have the best quarterback in the division. Now. Yeah, I'm going Houston, Jacksonville. Yeah, I kind of want to put the Colts ahead of Tennessee, but I'm, I'm put, not going to. I'm going to go you, Tennessee, still, and then I'm going to go the Colts. I I still I actually think that we're going to see three five win teams in this division. You, I've been saying if you listen to this podcast, Angelo knows this. I've been saying this for a long time. Buddy of mine called uh, Alex Smith plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. I called Marcus Mariota plain yogurt 2.0. And they don't have Taylor Lewan for four games this year. That's huge. On the left side. and That's if- massive. That's Mariota's blind side. Okay? And you want to talk about another guy who's had injury issues. Like, there was a point last year where he had nerve damage and couldn't feel his fingers, which made it kind of hard to feel the football. It's kind of important when you throw the football with your hand. I'm going to read you who they play. Week one. You mean the Titans? The Titans. Okay. Okay. And you're telling me that they you Marcus Mariota is lucky he's going to survive. Okay. Week one. The Cleveland Browns. 
Oh, have fun with uh, Miles Garrett or Olivier Vernon okay. not having Tyler Lewin. Okay. Okay. The Indianapolis, I, the Indianapolis Colts. Pretty good pass rush. Pretty good pass rush. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, my God. Because he's still not back yet. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons. We'll see. We'll see. Tax but, always hurt, and the, Beasley I got problems with. But Grady Jarrett up the middle, have some fun. Okay. Potential defensive rookie of the year, Ed Oliver. When they play the Buffalo Bills. And that's when uh, Luan comes back, but Ed Oliver's a D-tackle. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he I, might be dead. He might be dead by the time they get to Ed Oliver. Okay? Like, and Tyler Luan finally comes back. He might be protecting a corpse. Yeah. He might be protecting whoever their backup quarterback is, which is... It's uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Still evaluating. Still evaluating. <laughs> now the Titans are evaluating. But, yeah. I'm going to put the Texans first, and I, they'll, they might win 10 games if they're lucky. The, I think their ceiling is 10 games, and I think their floor is probably six in terms because of the of Titans. Because of that offensive line, yeah. Because of that offensive line and the injury to now Lamar Miller. Maybe they address the running back issue. <clears throat> Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> Bring him home. Bring him home one last time. Just screw it. Um <laughs> I, the Colts, I, I I just can't trust Jacoby. No matter how good that offensive line protected thing last year, and you know that defense did step up. I don't know how much longer they can survive. When his only target is basically Ty Hilton. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to see how that works. Mm-hmm. The, for know, Andrew Luck, I see how that works. Yeah, because it's Andrew Luck for Jacoby Brissett. It's a little different, not so much. Right, top and, five quarterback. I see how this works. Yeah, he's top five quarterback. Top twenty five quarterback. It's a little different. A little different. And I don't trust the Jaguars. You know my thing. Yeah. I don't trust them. I don't, and truck I, like, here's the and thing. I, I don't trust Nick Foles. Trust Nick Foles. Neither Fult. do I. Easy for me to say. I don't <laughs> trust him. How can you? Hey, you know, in the playoffs, Big Dick Nick, he's your guy. Yeah. In the regular season, no. No, we've seen that train before. <laughs> and the Titans, they're the Titans. We, we've we stayed it before. They're Playing Yogurt 2.0. I'm telling you. Until he does something. Five win teams. Until Marcus in. Mariota does something. Yeah. You could be 9-7 and seven in this division. You're hey, going to win. I I like Corey Davis. I like Derrick Henry. There are pieces on that team I like, but I stare at their quarterback and I go, can you at, – at, you know what? It's going to be funny. He's probably going to have an Alex Smith season where he doesn't really go deep. He completes like 70% of his passes and then gets obliterated in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well. That's that's your ceiling, Tennessee. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I played yourself again. <laughs> uh, oh, was he number two, too? Because Alex Smith was number one. He was number two because Jameis went one. Yeah. It's like the reverse. Yeah, it's all it is. Because Alex Smith went one when he should have gone number two. Aaron Rodgers, well, 20-whatever it was. 21. Aaron Rodgers. You, you think about a team that would be how, how different they would have been. Anyways. Uh, quickly in the NHL, we have a retirement to announce. Another one. This is not as high profile, but if you want, you know, we'll, we'll get into the him, who he reminds us of. Uh, Cameron Ward, Cam Ward, for those who don't know <laughs> which Cam, Cameron is, is officially retired from the NHL. And I feel a little sad because Cam Ward and me, we go back through fantasy lore. I kept him through all those years thinking, hey, he's going to be the guy. He's the guy. He's a Conn Smythe winner. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's going to do well. Never did it. I'm sad to see him go because I feel some emotional attachment in having every year being disappointed by Cam Ward. <laughs> but uh, I would say this is the story of, um, well, 
I guess the transition period, because you always need one of these guys in the NHL, Jordan Bennington, Cam Ward. Cam Ward, Jordan Bennington. Seem familiar? I think it does, because it's very freaking familiar with these two. Guys kind of come on midway through the season, take over for the starter, Martin Gerber for the Carolina Carolina Hurricanes at the time, Jake Allen, Martin Gerber, Jake Allen, Jake Allen, Martin Gerber. Kind of the same guy. <laughs> but the difference is, is that Jordan Bennington kind of wins the job before the playoffs start and just goes on a ridiculous run and wins the cup. And through the play, like it all, yeah. And you have Cam Ward kind of just take over for Martin Gerber after two games in the Montreal series. High stick to sack quote was I. Series over. They go on. I think they beat – who did they beat in the finals? Was it – Oh, I know because the I know they lost to Detroit – Remember that year way back with Bates, the the BBC line, Bates, Battaglia, and Cole? Who did they beat then? Did they beat Edmonton? Yes. Did they beat the Oilers? They beat the Oilers because I remember... Ty Conklin had to come in because Dwayne Rolison got hurt. And then Ty Conklin had that goal where he scored on himself. Yeah, here, I'm going to score myself. 0-5-0-6, yeah, against Edmonton. Holy shit. Yeah, that was fun. That was the year. That was a fun series. Where Cam Ward looked like he was just the, you know what I mean? Like the next great goaltender, this 21-year-old star. It was Patrick Waugh-esque. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah. Cam Ward, you know, he was, you know, long NHL career. Was oh, yeah. It, was it 14 he, seasons. 14 13 seasons. of which were with the Hurricanes. Yeah. And yeah. a cool story, this is tweeted out by Shannon Zavados, who, if you don't know her, you clearly don't watch Canadian Olympic hockey because she's been the women's goaltender for like Ever. I want to say a decade actually I think so um, but she actually tweeted out that when she was still playing um, junior A hockey in Alberta that it was Cam Ward who's from I believe he's from Alberta I know he's from out west who used the money from his pad sponsorship to make sure she could always have like brand new Brand equipment, new, yeah, brand so new. So that bonds. she didn't have to, like, you know, use secondhand stuff. Like, you know, she needed help to get her pads, and Cam Ward made sure she always had the best. Yeah, and that's that's pretty damn awesome because it's not something he had to do. No, he could have been like, you know what I mean? Not to mention, he, like, he was a kid at the time too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm keeping my money. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta go do whatever I'm gonna do. But no, he he thought, no, I'm gonna do this for somebody. I'm gonna make sure that you know she gets the best that she can have because mm-hmm. I know I can provide it. And that was super cool. Yeah, cool story for from him, and you know, it was he he lasted a long time in the NHL. Like, it's it's. It's quite amazing that he did last this long, and even you know, as Jim Rutherford being a former goalie had a real soft spot for him oh, yeah. with the Hurricanes. Like he was always. I, mean, good I, had, a, I had a soft spot for him. I, I kept him every Jim fucking year. I kept him every year. I don't know why, and it's funny because I had a choice: do I keep Roberto Luongo when he was dealing with that bullshit in fucking Vancouver? Oh my! When he God. lost his job. What are you doing? Well, it was because he was dealing with bullshit. I know. It's because I didn't know if he was ever going to be a starter Damn again. Lord. Hang on. Here's the worst one. And I, I, I had picked him up. I drafted him, and I watched him when he played in there with the Hershey Bears in the AHL. Brain Holby. Yeah. Forever. like No, haunt, you didn't. Forever haunted by it. Forever haunted by it. Because there was the year that in my keeper league, we couldn't keep two goals. We had to keep only one. And I thought, and I, I didn't know what Brayden Holby was because he came off the bad year. It was just, yeah, one of my not so great. Yeah, we'll talk about it. 
her one with Cam Ward. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on retirement. Uh, you're Jordan Bennington. Jordan Bennington, you're Cam Ward 2.0. <laughs> Literally the same guy. Won a Stanley Cup, probably never hear from you. You're always going to be that guy that gets kept in a league because there's the hope from that GM that you are going to do well, that you're going to recreate what you did in you that recreate one that season. that magic. You'll never recreate it, and then you'll get traded to some subpar team and just hang out there because their starting goalie got hurt and because they need a starter who's got experience. What can I tell you? Um, quickly on DeMarcus Cousins because we kind of run out of time here and I want to oh, get to the DeMarcus. AFC West. Uh, last week, as the show was ending... DeMarcus Cousin, we got news that he got the update that he had torn his ACL and was going to miss the season. And what that does for the Lakers, well, we'll get to the Lakers when we do our NBA preview in about a month. Yeah. They signed Dwight Howard, which isn't super, like, it's why we're not going to spend a whole time, like, which is actually fucking hilarious. Can I say that they're bringing him back? He's back again. New number. Yeah, I know. No, no, I know. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that. But the audio that surfaced DeMarcus Cousins got married over the weekend. Uh, he had he has a I believe it's a seven year old son from a previous relationship. He got into an argument with the mother of that child. She recorded the argument, and it essentially ends with him threatening to put a bullet in her head. His exact words are, "I should put a bullet in your fucking head." Yeah. From anyone that's disturbing, someone that's got. A temper on the court that we see like DeMarcus Cousins? Because we, here's the thing. We don't know him off the court. We don't know what type of person he is, right? We, we honestly don't know. We just don't get to see it. But when you have the persona of being a bit of a, a hothead, you know what I mean? Maybe not being the best guy to get along with. And you hear something like that. I like you know what I mean. I don't I don't know where the NBA goes with this because he's not going to play this year because he's hurt. But that's disturbing. You know what I mean? And I know there's people. There are a lot of people who are out there like, oh, it's a setup. Why is she recording the call? And all I'll say is, unless you were there during their relationship, you don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to jump. To conclusions about DeMarcus Cousins, but I'm also not going to sit here and jump to conclusions about the woman who posted this. Because it's not like she just posted this looking for money. She used this to get a... She's trying to get a restraining order using this. So it's not like she's out here trying to get money, she's trying to get paid, she's trying to get famous. She's literally afraid of him. That we... Like, this is... Like, we don't know, but this is what we... This is what we do know, is that she's trying to get a restraining order because of incidents like this. I don't know what to say other than it's disturbing. I don't know what they're going to do with Cousins. I don't know what's exactly going to happen. But you can't have shit like that happening. You just can't. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't mean it. Maybe that's just something he says off the cuff because he doesn't think he's being recorded and he's just angry. But we don't know. We don't know what their history is. And if there is a history of violence, and like you know what I mean? Like I've, I've gotten angry with people before, but the whole I should put a fucking bullet in your head is... Scary shit, man. Exactly. Like that's... that. <laughs> He might have been playing around, but that's not something you play with. Yeah. Be smarter. Be better. Always be better. Anyways, on to our previews of the NFL. We continue it. We 
kind of had to make a revision with our Yeah, we had to go back and talk about the FC South. So next week is actually going to be a big NFL episode, and it's also going to be the start of our NHL preview because we're about four weeks away next week, and hey, there's four divisions, so you know how how it works. We do every division, going through it, make it all work, make it all sound fun. But um, our second last stop in our NFL previews makes the last AFC stop being the AFC West. And the division that was pretty much dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And you had the San Diego, L.A., whatever chargers they represent hanging around. And then you had the, well, (laughs) we had the bottom feeders. And I have a feeling this division might look very similar to what it did last season. Yeah. So Uh, we'll start with place number one and who we think might win this division. I think we very clearly agree on this one. It's going to be this modern-day Dan Marino with not better hair because Marino had, like, great flow. The cur- Yeah. <laughs> but the curls— It are- was funny. Patrick Mahomes has, like, such similar flow. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. And it's— It's literally, like, the 2018 version of Dan Marino, too, because yeah. he's got, like, the bit of a fade. Like, he's got the updated version of the Dan Marino. Yeah, he's the new—I told you, he's the modern-day Dan Marino, the way he throws the ball. Now, I don't know if he's going to have the, the season that he had— Last year, because I think that there's a lot of issues with the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense isn't very good. We saw that last year, and Mm -hmm. we'll see it again this year. Their offense is, outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey... And to be honest, can you really... like With all that's gone on with Tyreek Hill... No, I can't forget forget Exactly. Forget forget that for a second. Like, how you feel about him personally, Mm -hmm. because personally it makes me feel unclean. Mm Mm-hmm. This is kind of happening often for him. Do you think you can trust him to stay on the field for 16 games with this no. type of bullshit? No. And their running game, there's questions about their running game. And, and also on top, just just aside from this act, uh, the fact that he seems like a horrible human being and might do something to get himself kicked out of the league, although it's the NFL, so it's pretty hard to get kicked out. He's also 5'10 at best? 170 pounds? Gets hit by the wrong guy and... Like, that's a lot to rely on. Sammy Watkins is literally never healthy. My buddy who's a Bills fan, shout out to Chris Lane, who came up with the plain yogurt, also calls him Sammy Bobble Ribs Watkins because he bobbles the ball and those ribs. Gotta get laid on the podcast one day. <laughs> might have to. <laughs> might oh, do a live one from oh, Bills Delgate. Oh, jeez. Might, might, might even send send you a clip from when we do the Thanksgiving be, that would, day. That would be freaking wild. Come with. But I look at the Chiefs and, and I just look at, look, there's the Madden. Look, you could tell me it doesn't exist. It exists. It dyes his mustache blue, and uh, sorry, gold, and it has a blue dreadlock. You don't tell me the Madden curse exists. It exists. And I believe that there'll be, it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes is still going to have a great season. I yeah. believe that oh, that's yeah. true. I don't think he's going to have the extent of the season he had last year, because last year, that was he, ridiculous. It was, he was ballistic. Like It was un- impossible to stop him at times. But I think teams, too, this year will adjust a little bit, too. Because they've him. had time to, to yeah. try, and we'll see if they can do anything with it. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Like Good luck. When he can make yeah. no-look passes, yeah. and this isn't basketball, yeah. like, like that is insane. But, I, I look, I think that they lose probably one extra game compared to last year. I think they're, you know, 11-5 and five team, and their floor is 9 Oh God! Can, yeah, floor. Like, yeah, like floor. The floor yeah. is nine. Oh for yeah, them. their ceiling. Their ceiling can be thirteen, but I, I have a feeling they're about an eleven-win team this year. I think that there's there's a lot of questions with this team all across the board. Yeah, and 
teams might play him differently. It's been a year of a year of studying for all these defensive coordinators, so they'll know how to kind of play him. It's how he adjusts. And we already know that Kansas City is not going to win because they have Andy Reid as their coach. They're not winning a Super Bowl. So there you go. Surprise, I'm not picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win a Super Bowl this year. Okay? Spoiler alert. Second place, I can think we can agree here. We have the L.A. slash San Diego yes. slash wherever they play yes. in StubHub Stadium. Yeah. Chargers finishing in second place. But do you have them as a playoff team? Because that's the big Here's one. the thing. I can see them making the playoffs. And then getting embarrassed like they did last year because the they are, in the words of Danny Green, I'm going to hit the table and everything, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> and we let them off the hook. So good. You want to crown their ass? Crown them already. Oh, rest in peace, Danny Green. That was one of the greatest that's, rants of all time. I still remember that actually happening because I remember that game. I remember that. Oh, it was so Rolston, good. Baby. Sexy oh, Maxi. God, it was so good. But, so good. That t- it was the Devin Hester return touchdown yeah. that sunk them because they were stupid enough to kick the ball to them. And I think that's part of why Danny Green was so angry because yeah. his punter was so stupid. All punters. Oh, but yes, back to the actual Chargers. Uh, how, what do we say all of last year? Looks like a different chart. You know, they look different. They yeah. look different. They look different. And then what happened? When it finally was put up or shut up time, they were the exact same Chargers and I'm done. Yeah. I said to you last year, I don't trust the Chargers anymore. I don't I care. Can't. I don't care. They're not a playoff team this year. No. Sorry. It's not happening. You know what? They're the reverse of the Patriots. Yeah. Until the Patriots lose, until I see the body, yeah. and they're dead, and Brady's retired, and Belichick's retired, and they're all done. <laughs> then I'll believe. When they finally win a Super Bowl, that's when I'll be like, oh, the Chargers. Okay, maybe they're not chokers anymore because yeah. they finally did it. But until then. Until then, I want to see the body in the other way. Yeah. I need a live body. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. Forget the body. I want to see the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> until you win that, don't talk to me. Yeah. They, and, and they're going to deal with it at the start of the season. They're going to deal with a lot of injuries. They oh, lost yeah. They lost um, Derwin James. Derwin James is gone for and, – and the impact he had as a rookie yeah. last year on that defense, that's a big deal. And the offense, no Melvin Gordon. So they don't have, know what's going on there. You don't know what's going on there. We think Hunter Henry is ready to take, because everyone sees him as being a very good tight end. Uh, he's had injury issues. Yeah. He missed uh, last year with a torn ACL. So we'll see what happens. Right? Like, there's there's a lot of, like, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, who? Uh, Keenan Allen's also a human he, band-aid. Yeah, always hurt. Also, you want to talk about guys who said, see, yeah, I think he also had a lacerated kidney. Like, this yeah. is another dude who's racked up. Like, it's not just injuries. Like, he, he almost dies yeah. every year. Like, it's. Yeah, I look at this. I look at this Chargers team, and it's like they have they have just as many question marks, if not more, than a lot of these other teams. And of the returning playoff teams, like they're you know we what do we say every year? There's like sixty percent of the league is a turnover in terms of the playoff teams. Yeah, I think they're ripe for it. I think the all the all the all the injuries that they have, significant injuries on defense, especially not having a running game. Who Austin Eckler? Yeah, like really, that's what you're going to trust. Guess what? Teams are going to key and say, you know what? We'll just we'll just we'll just have five. We'll rush and, five. Uh, Phil's getting up there in age. Yeah. Like Phil, I, I still don't understand how he throws the ball because it looks like he's like yeah, it's, it's like a shot but it's weird. Yeah, it's it's so strange to watch him. And look, they went seven and one on the road last year. You think they can duplicate that? No, I don't think so. That's not happening again. Okay, this team. Although they technically play on the road even when they're at home because yeah. no one goes to their games. Floor for this team, seven wins. Ceiling, ten. 
Yeah. And I'm being generous, maybe. Yeah. With they because if they have no running game, and Derwin James does not show back up through that door, and you know Keenan Allen's going to get hurt at some point, mm-hmm. and you're begging and praying on Hunter Henry and hoping he doesn't get hurt at some like, point. You know, there's too many questions, and yeah, you have Philip Rivers as a quarterback. You don't know with him. He's a little bit of a crazy man. All right, he doesn't have a good pull-out game. Let's just say that he's got like 17 kids. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> baby bu- maker. He's building his own offense and defense. For I feel like if he wasn't an NFL quarterback, he'd be in a trailer park somewhere with his 17 <laughs> kids. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, on to the third-place team in this division. Which this is really a toss-up because both of these teams are a gong Bo- show. Both of these teams are pretty bad. They have subpar quarterbacks. Yep. Now, well, see, I don't know what Derek Carr is, but I know what Joe Flacco is. And he's not elite. No. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> exactly. And how long until we get... The Drew Lock Express. I see. I guess the reason the Broncos are in third for both of us. I'm assuming they're both in third. For yeah, they're in us. third. You know they were going to be in third for me. I'm like, the reason I can kind of make it like a an excuse for this. The Broncos have a good defense, and they got some offensive weapons. Your backfield's okay. Philip Lindsay was a revelation. He's coming off an injury, though, because he did get hurt at the very end of the season. Um, Royce Freeman was supposed to be your bell cow, and then Philip Lindsay basically stole the job from him. But it's not like Freeman was terrible. He was, he was okay. Mm. He, was serv- he, was, he was definitely a serviceable backup, and he could probably be better than that as he gets his, sec- like his, you know, his second year in the league. I like the receivers. Gordon Sutton did some nice things as a rookie last year. There's a big body. That's a nice natural replacement for Demarius Thomas. And you know how I feel about Achilles injuries and what that does. Emmanuel Sanders has looked good. Yep. Now, we'll see once real bullets start flying in the regular season. But you know what? He's okay. Like, this this offense is okay. Yeah. And you have to note and remember, too, they have a new head coach. There's no longer – it's it's Vic Fangio now taking over. Gonna, and, and that's a, a defensive-minded head coach, yeah. which him and Von Miller are going to probably have a lot of fun together, and Bradley Chubb on the other side. Yeah. Like, so like, this is why I can see reasons why they would be ahead of our last-place team, which at this point, I mean, you can assume is the Raiders because that's the only team left in the division. Mr. Big Chest. Um, so yeah, yeah, do you want to just get to the Raiders well, and why we think they're well, dead I, last? I was going to mention I was gonna mention someone, if anybody wants to keep an eye on someone, because – you know, Joe Flacco, I, I, I've i watched Joe Flacco enough to know how his tendencies are. And, and Joe Flacco, you know what? He'll look good some games. He'll look bad. He'll look really good, and he'll look really bad. He's all over the place. But there's one thing consistent about Joe Flacco, and this is a word of advice for you fantasy people out there. Draft Noah Fant. Yeah, he loves tight ends. He, he loves okay, tight ends. I used to watch Todd Heap was the Walmart version of Heath Miller. No disrespect to Todd Heap. Todd Heap was a better receiving uh, receiving tight end than Heath Miller was. Heath Miller's the GOAT. I love Yeah, Heath but he's, he's actually not. Anyways. I know you love him because he's love a Steeler, him. but if you go look at go. the numbers, Todd Heap was a better tight end. Anyway, Todd Heap was a better tight end. There also was no throwing options in, in Baltimore. Anyway. That's also true. Right? That is very true. Kyle Bowler and throwing I, the football. Yeah, but I would trust. And look, they, 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 they traded down because they I guess they felt they can draft no fan. Draft him in the first round. And I can see Joe Flacco loving to throw mm-hmm. Noah Fant the ball. Mm-hmm. And if Joe Flacco loses the job, hey, guess what? I'm sure Drew Locke— I was just about to say, you know what rookie quarterbacks love the most? Tight ends. Because they're big, 
and they're strong, and they will get open. And Noah Fant's got some wheels. Yeah. That could There's be— There's a large man that yeah. can run. So if you want a sneaky pick, people, this is my sneaky pick of the day. Noah Fant. Because you might get him late as a tight Man, end. Just giving you these fancy hey, nuggets. You know what? I hope no one from uh, I hope people from my 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 league listen, but I hope no one drafts Noah Fant. <laughs> Don't do it, people. I'm drafting him. Um, but the last place team, I mean, <laughs> the circus has come to town. The circus was on hard knocks. You know, the circus was a helmet. I can't well, – not even that. You got John Gruden as part of this. He's the best reality team. Like, how uh, how long does it take for these two to kill each other? Week six. Week six? I'm calling week, week six. Week six? I have a feeling we're going to get – there's video that's going to surface of John Gruden maybe just going at it on the sideline because – Oh, that won't even surface. That'll happen during the – like, you know what I mean? Like, that won't be well, something that surfaces your, after. Not, that shit will be right on your TV. <laughs> no, because you won't be watching – no one's going to be watching the Raiders. That's true. You, what? The, not even me with Antonio Brown and fantasy hockey. I'm uh, sorry, fantasy football. Am I going to be watching him? <laughs> All right, it's going to come on your your Instagram feed from probably Barstool or or Fox Sports, Bleacher or, Report, or Bleacher Report, or House Highlights, or whatever. I think House Highlights only does basketball. I think they do some football sometimes too. I think you might be right actually because they did just hit a million subscribers. Anyways, anyways, so <laughs> I can see. That this could be a, they could be a problem because let's be honest, did they fix their defense from last year? Mm, I don't think so. No, and when they went to look, Clayton Farrell might be a nice uh, Clellan, Clellan, Clayton, Clell, whoever his name is. He might be a decent, serviceable NFL player. But we've seen Ed Oliver, we've seen Josh Allen, not Josh Allen the quarterback. Josh Allen, the, the pass rusher. Yeah. Now, granted, it's the preseason, but both of those guys have looked really good. Yeah. So you don't address your defense issues. Well, you do. You just do you, it the wrong. You way. do it the wrong way, and well, that we uh, here's the thing: we could be wrong. Season hasn't started yet. We don't know. We're just saying. <laughs> We're just saying. <laughs> All right, and and how can we trust a the the Oakland Raiders? Like you know. Remember what I told you at the time when when the when the trade happened between the Steelers and the um, Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders, where I said I go, who do you trust to make the right decision, Oakland or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oakland hasn't had any game action with Antonio Brown and Derek Carr. Well, here's also the thing: Oakland also has a NFL Network draft guru running their draft. And a guy who for a decade was in the booth doing Monday Night Football sounding as their head coach. And sounding ridiculous. Have you seen the clips of him during Hard Knocks? Because they're just as ridiculous. Oh, he's, he's a superstar. He's a lunatic. He is. The, you want to talk about the superstar? He's the superstar of the show. Yeah. Like, he is. I honestly feel like that's why he needed to be a head coach again. Because he needed more attention as a head coach. Because he wasn't getting enough attention as the Monday Night Football analyst. And I feel like that happened. And they, that and Mark Davis gave him hundred million dollars. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. At that point, nah, screw it. All hundred million dollars. I'm in. <laughs> like I look at this team and it's like they have Richie Incognito on her death chart. 
Mm. And behind him, Jonathan Cooper, who you now, had no idea who Jonathan in, Cooper in a was. Dead, in a dead serious moment, Richie Incognito, after some of the offseason shit that, that surrounded him, should probably be in like a mental, 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 God, I can't speak English today, mental institution being looked at. He threw a barbell at someone because he thought the FBI was coming for him. So either he's losing it, or he's on the type of drugs that make you think the FBI is coming for you. Neither of those things are a good thing. I thought the FBI was coming for me once. Like, maybe he should... What? I thought the FBI was coming... No, I'm kidding. You do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. All right. Smoke anything. No, no, no. What's going I'm on clean. here? I look, at, look, I look at this team, and they're not... like Okay, they're, they have Antonio Brown, so they're a little bit better. But the... We've seen the Antonio Brown attitude transformation. Uh, we saw what happened last year. Okay. He skipped a game. Okay. and He skipped a game. Literally, last game of the year, most important game of the Steelers season to that point. Or sorry, he technically skipped all the practices and then showed up assuming he was going to play yeah. in the game. Yeah. Think about that for a second. I think about that with John Gruden. We've seen the John Gruden circus before. I've said this, Keenan, Kendall McCart- Keenan McCardell and Keyshawn Johnson. We saw how that ended. I have a feeling for Mr. Um, Blue Dread, Gold Mustache. You know what's funny too? Mr. Because Big both Chest. of those, like, are, uh, I know Keyshawn for a hundred percent was very angry at the team that he was on before that. I think it was the Jets before getting traded. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of sounds familiar, but we'll see how that turns out. I've heard this story before. Yeah. The floor, two wins. The ceiling. The floor is zero because that's possible. It is possible. I don't. I. I no, because they could literally melt down to a point where you know what I mean. Like there is potential here for a meltdown of epic proportions, man. It would be great. I would love it. I would love to see Antonio Brown on a four and twelve team. I don't think he'd get through half a season at that point. No, he would fake an injury. Something would happen. He would fake an injury, or Gruden would trade him because he'd lose it and, and want to kill him. That'd be amazing. My God. It's possible. But the ceiling for this team, all right? Five. <laughs> <laughs> they had a four they had four wins last year. They'll win five this year. Okay. If they're lucky. But that concludes this episode of the Last Word Podcast. Uh, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, you know, all those fun places. We appreciate you listening. Uh hit subscribe, five stars, leave a comment. We you know. Maybe we'll mention you. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, next week, a big show. Uh, final preview of the NFL divisions where we make the stop in the NFC West. We will also make our Super Bowl predictions, our guess our championship predictions maybe. Yeah. And some uh, awards, you know, the main ones, uh, MVP, MVP, Rookie of the Year. Offensive Player of the you Year. You know, all those. And all it's those. basically the Offensive Player of the Year is because the MVP will go to a quarterback so yeah. that we pick who's going to basically be the MVP, but yeah. that's not a quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we'll do the NHL because, hey, you know what? Four weeks away. So you know what we'll start with, Stephen? We'll start with the Atlantic because – Hey, why the hell not? It's a it, it's a fun division. Of or course. do you not want to start? We can start somewhere else. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start so with Pacific. Nah, we'll Who just knows? get out of the way. We'll just get it out of the way. But you know what? Until next week, uh, we appreciate you listening. I am Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And uh, you take care of yourselves and enjoy the long weekend and uh, get ready for some football. Adios.
Dios. Sí.